And that was uh, Benjamin Dube with Jehovah, we praise you. Don't we praise Jehovah, Father? All time. <laughs> <laughs> it brings us to exactly three minutes after the hour five. And we joined in studio by Father Joseph Wilson. And we are unpacking demons, demonic possession, demonic oppression. We're opening our lights right now. If you've got any comments, reactions, questions, the number to dial is 011-452-7115. The number to dial is 011 Four five two seven double one five. Or call our studio now on zero one one four five two seven double one five. Alternatively, you can SMS me on four one eight zero nine. Your comments, responses, reactions, and if you want to weigh in, have you survived a demonic possession? Have you witnessed it? Have you been released from demonic possession and oppression? And uh, share with us your life after deliverance share with us your life um uh before you were delivered we want to know and what really made you break those chains the number to dial is 011-452-7115 alternatively sms me on 41809 and we're taking your questions your comments and your reactions father joseph so here we are talking about uh, how uh, sometimes uh, the places that we get to we do not get those services that we need so in those cases, what should we do? Yeah. Um, I think we uh, that's where uh, Scripture says, my people perish for want of knowledge. Mm. It, it really should be um, a, a ministry that is not a Cinderella but well-known mm-hmm. and that it is available in each diocese. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, the Lord has provided that there are people and lay people mm-hmm. very, very... Uh, much involved in this ministry and helping people. They are in Johannesburg, they are in Pretoria, Mm. they are in several other dioceses, and Mm -hmm. there are priests, uh, thankfully, Mm -hmm. who are giving their life for this. Yeah, Mm. Yeah. Mm. They are there. So there is hope. There is hope. Absolutely. And uh, uh, I I can see it as a movement of of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, in my own case, I was delivered even before I knew that I was delivered. Mm-hmm. And uh, about uh, middle of last year, I heard a 16-year-old girl yes. uh, saying in the church, Esh, uh, I think I need a deliverance. Yes. And, uh, you know, uh, well, I got delivered in the year 2000. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 17 year- years later, there's this 16-year-old girl who knows about deliverance. Mm. So there is uh, movement and there is progress. Oh, uh, during the break time, you were telling me about how uh, people that have been delivered from Satanism uh, we have shared their story, how sometimes they target churches, yeah. they target priests. Share a little bit with our listeners about that. Yeah. Um, listening to some testimonies, international testimonies, People who've been in Satanism, for example, for 30 years and then have finally come out of it and become Christian, mm-hmm. they have revealed what they did behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them, who was a very, very high-profile Satanist, he said they target two churches in um, above all else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are the Catholic Church and the Baptist Church. Hmm. Why? And the yeah, exactly why is that? Um, and the answer given was uh, people say, "Well, what about the evangelical churches?" 
that are forever talking about Satan and all of that. Mm -hmm. And the answer given was, Satan attacks the churches that hurt him. Mm -hmm. And uh, how would we hurt Satan? Well, we hurt him by raising people from the dead. Mm -hmm. Now, how do you raise people from the dead? Well, it's done every day in the Catholic Church when mortal sin is broken in confession. Mm. Confession is, uh, th that's one of the reasons why uh, Satan has got uh, people not to confess. Mm -hmm. The other is Our Lady, mm -hmm. um, like he's, he's convinced churches that she's, you know, uh, almost a despicable person. Yeah. And yet she does so much damage to the evil one because she crushes his head and he bruises her heel. So this Satanist was actually saying he or she was given a mission and his mission in ministry was to destroy the church. That's correct. And the way he did it was very, very cunning, very simple. Mm -hmm. he, he, he came into this church mm -hmm. and befriended it. He made it known, look, I'm, uh, I'm living around here. I'm joining the church. I'm new in town. That's right. Mm -hmm. And then he did something very, very simple. Mm -hmm. There was a, a, a leader in the church, a lay leader. He started with the parish council. And oh, no. He, do they, do they, they even went through the structures. Oh, my God. He He's, went to not the chairperson, but he went to the deputy chairperson and said, do you know that he is talking, sorry, the other way around. He went to the chairperson and said, are you aware that the deputy is spreading a gossip and lies about you? No. This was utterly and totally false. Then he went to other members of the parish council spreading the same lie. Mm. Now, the seed of lying was sown. And there was distrust. That's right. And, and people were hitting each other. They were in conflict. Exactly right. And then there's resignation. Then there's division. We follow the chairperson. We follow the deputy chairperson. The church is split into exactly two. Exactly right. And oh, you have no. division there. And then you have bad feeling. Members not alone resign from the positions. They leave the church and go elsewhere. Oh, Lord. And um, he, he, um, he confessed that I think he splits uh, over 130 churches. No. So yeah. this Satanist job was just to break That's churches. Correct. And the other thing is um, uh, when a priest is preaching mm -hmm. and these people come in, you will find that he's not able to preach or he stumbles mm -hmm. or he's not being coherent. Mm -hmm. Or the other thing is that people uh, don't actually... Uh, the the fall asleep around the, the Satanist. He just um, uh, casts a kind of a spiritual uh, ozone layer around them, so they're not hearing, they're not worshiping. They come out of that church and they say that place is dead. It's a boring church. That's right. So, so which means this bad spirit, the spirit of Satan, he follows us even right into our, our sacred spaces. Well, uh, that's scriptural, isn't it? Because uh, he went right into the face of Jesus. Uh, he he went. If you if you read one of the the uh, 
temptations mm -hmm. right into the pinnacle of the temple, mm -hmm. and he told Jesus to jump off. Mm. So he's not afraid to come into the church. And by the way, uh, uh, one uh, an ex-Satanist who was speaking to me, mm -hmm. he told me, how is it possible for a Satanist to come into a place of worship? Mm -hmm. And he says the reason is because Satan gives that person what is called the black flame. Mm -hmm. It's like a fireman going into a fire, but he's completely protected from the fire damaging him because he's got all the gear. Mm. In the same way, a Satanist can go into the house of prayer and not be damaged by the fire of the prayer because he's protected by this black flame. You. And therefore, he can sit throughout a whole service of worship in the name of Jesus. And go Hallelujah. through adoration. Exactly. But his purpose is to put out the fire of God's love in that church. And bring in division, bring in hatred, bring close it down, in other words. So how can we deal with those kind of things in our communities, Father? Especially in our parishes, you see the divisions that are in our sodalities, the divisions that are in our parishes between this group, between uh, that group, between uh, this, uh, this particular interest group. How, and, and sometimes we forget to think the conflicts that we're having in our parish, the conflicts that we're either having in our diocese, or the conflict that we're even having with our priests or deacons are actually being, uh, are actually because we are possessed or we, because we've been, we've been attacked spiritually here. Yeah, that's mentioned by Paul in 1 Corinthians, I think, chapter 2 and 3. He speaks about, um, I am for Paul, I am for Apollos, yes. and all of this. Now, that's division. And one, this is very, very interesting, that uh, the Greek word for tearing apart or dividing or pulling apart is diaboline, mm -hmm. which is the Greek word for demon. Mm. So the pulling apart, where there's a pulling apart of the community, mm -hmm then you have a, di a di diabolical entrance. But how do we diabolic-proof ourselves, Father? Well, that's where we are called to love one another, forgive one another, oh. and uh, to speak in the, face the truth of all and that. love. Yes, in the face of all that, uh, yeah, it's in where you are really stabbing me in the back, I should love you. Uh, that's right. In Ephesians 4, it says it gives two principles that we should speak the truth but speak it with love. We should protect love in our parish because once you get division in there, you're on the way to weakening the church. And you know what happens, mm -hmm. especially um, I've heard this very, very often from our African Christians mm -hmm. where they say, you know, I'm not going to church there because they're just fighting the whole time. Indeed, indeed. And then that's how the, 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 the parish is broken. So that's why Jesus said in 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 the uh, dialogue at the Last Supper. Um, he said, Father, that they may be one. And he keeps repeating it three or four times, that they may be one. And then the on the, the, the bad spirit works in the opposite way, that they may be divided and pulling apart and hating one another. Mm. And that weakens the church and it turns people off. <laughs> It's 15 minutes after the hour five. Do not touch that dial and do not weaken your church. Do you want some peanut butter sandwiches, Father? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Come on, Padre. <laughs> Is this the part? Make my hair grow. <laughs> All right, let's hear, let's hear more of that peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> there we are with our peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> I saw you pack up, father. <laughs> what, what, what was your thought? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's um, it's uh, well, it's going from one extreme to the other. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Our topic to that, yeah, yeah, yeah. for the, for the a good choice. Yeah. <laughs> we had to make it a bit lighter, <laughs> Father Joseph. Now, uh, uh, before we wrap, I want to wrap up the show, and uh, uh, how can somebody who's been oppressed or somebody who's got a satanic or demonic oppression confess. What, let's, let's go through that. Um, yeah. Um, the, the healing of the person comes through the church, mm-hmm. through the sacram- primarily through the sacraments of the church. Mm-hmm. And the sacraments are, of course, the ministry of Jesus uh, on the person's soul. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, what I would suggest is that the person makes a thorough inventory of uh, his uh, decisions, his choices mm-hmm. that he's made that has taken him off the path of his walk with Christ mm-hmm. and um, where he chose to follow Satan to confess that. And we have found that um, if a person makes a thorough and a good confession, mm-hmm. it's actually most of the healing. Okay. It's most of because Jesus does the rest. Jesus breaks the bonds. Mm-hmm. Jesus breaks the power of, of Satan. So the more honest the confession is, the freer the person will, will be. Mm-hmm. So uh, I can't overestimate the the power and the need for a very thorough and good confession, sacramental confession, mm. not the end of the bed confession. <laughs> yeah. The end of the bed confession. It takes us exactly 23 minutes after the hour five. If you're stuck in traffic, take it easy and please buckle up. <laughs>